Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Uh, I'm going to pray, so please join me. Father, we just really ask that you speak to us right now. Lord, you've been speaking right throughout this time. Lord, speak to us and Lord, we ask it in a way that encourages us and in a way that we not only hear something from you, but you'll give us keys to what you're saying to us that for our lives, but also we will be encouraged and see keys of how it happens and, and how it starts. Uh, in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. 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 Yeah. So I'm going to share this morning about um, serving. And uh, I, I'm not sure what pretense, pretenses you came along today, but we, after... This meeting outside, there are tables set up with sign-up sheets for various teams in our church, and uh, they've really done a beautiful job. Wasn't isn't it lovely the way they're decorated? Uh, I'm not sure. Is there a prize for the best decorated one? Oh, I'm not. There should. And uh, but so today is volunteer sign-up day, and uh, I'm on a quota. And we haven't reached the quota yet, so we need a lot more people to sign up for me to get paid. And, um, and uh, we will send the boys around if you don't sign up. So, no, that's uh, so, not, not, so not right. Um, but I want to talk about serving. And uh, it's between you and God, what, what you serve, how you serve the kingdom of God. But um, I just want to flow on from Pastor Steve speaking about fighting your battles. This is how we fight our battles and uh, just great messages uh, about where we position ourselves and our lives. And maybe uh, if, and I wouldn't steal his thunder and go back to the Beatitudes which he was talking on last week, but this ties in a bit because it's about serving. And those Beatitudes and even the Ten Commandments that are about serving God and being God-centred and people-centred, none of them are us-centred. And uh, so serving is where I I wanted to speak on today uh, as we go into uh, signing up for all sorts of things in the church. No, or not. Um, But, uh, you know, it's in Romans, Paul talks about presenting your life as a living sacrifice. And uh, that's not the way of this world. This world doesn't say sacrifice yourself for the good of others. This world says, hey, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to look after yourself and you've got to um, make sure you're covered and um, maybe you help others. I shared the stat uh, in, at 9 o'clock about the 2016 census in Australia where there was a question, you know, do you volunteer? Have you volunteered in the past year in any way, shape or form? And it was only 19% who ticked that box. And uh, that includes that includes people who've done just one thing, like they might have, I don't know, done one fun run and raised some money or something. They might call that volunteering. So I, would, I don't know what the regular volunteer statistic would be. It's a bit ouch. Uh, because um, for a great society, you know, you think we need to volunteer and help one another. There was a real impetus. Who's old enough to remember the Sydney Olympics in 2000? Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, 
That was a long way through my life and some people weren't even born when that was on. Um, but there was a big upswell in Sydney, in Australia, with volunteers and they had thousands of volunteers and it was just so good, you know. Um, it enabled the Olympics to not have extra cost and uh, it was a really big part of it and then the, the Paralympics as well. But where does that go? That just sort of, that didn't build momentum, did it? It petered out. And we're where we are now, where people, by and large, are living from themselves in our country. And, uh, um, and it's where all the influences are on us. Um, and we generally, when there's volunteering done or, or that type of thing, not generally, I can't speak in generalisations, but a lot of the time... It's for self-gratification, isn't it? Or to either big note or to actually just feel good about yourself. You know, get, you know I'm, I'm looking for a bit of meaning in my life. I want to feel a bit good about myself. So I do this. That's, that's probably where our country is at in a lot of ways. So I want to talk about a different way. And that's of wholehearted living for God. There was an Eastern fable, I think I've... You might have heard it before. There were four brothers who got together once a year and uh, they agreed each, this once a year, they would each bring a portion of wine together and uh, because it was getting together, they pulled it all into one big container and then they drank out of it together. And uh, wine was quite expensive, so one one of the guys had a great idea. I'm just going to put water in this year because they won't notice. They'll just taste a little, yeah, a bit weaker than usual, but they won't notice. And I'm going to save a lot of money by just putting water in. So they come, they come together and they pour it out and the wine looked like this because all four of the guys had the same idea. <laughs> they, were, they were Scottish, that's exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, um, pure water. Each of them said... I'm going to leave it to the others and I'm going to just scoot around this. I'll leave it to the others to do it. And, uh, yeah, um, that's not ideal, is it? And, you know, sometimes I think that's what's happening is we're leaving stuff to others in our society and we're complaining enough about stuff but not doing enough about it. I, You know, I admire our politicians and... Uh, and particularly, I reckon the local government guys, they really, they're on a hiding to nothing because they just cop it all the time. This is wrong, that's wrong. You'd hate to go out and see people, wouldn't you? Because, you know, of all the issues and things. So they need our prayers and we need great people rising up, thick-skinned people to deal with a society that's uh, um, in that way inclined. Um, so the, the title of the message is, It's Your Serve. It's your serve and uh, today it's about volunteer day and about serving and uh, just US Open tennis was just on, did anyone watch the, that tennis? It was on SBS, it was like, oh you beauty, free to wear but, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't even like tennis much but <laughs> it was, <laughs> I am Scottish, that's right. <laughs> uh, so I First scripture, what's the reference point for serving? It's Jesus. 
And Mark 10.45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The King of Kings comes to earth in a bodily form. That should be a grand tour in my book, a grand tour. Uh, but is that what he did? No, he came to serve and he, Jesus, is our example. And uh, um, one of our speakers recently was Pastor Ruthie Byrne and uh, she talked about love being always centred on others. Yes, that's right. But she said this thing, if you think more of yourself than others, there needs to be an adjustment. There needs to be a readjustment in your love area. Do you think more of yourself? Do you think more, spend more time thinking about yourself and what's happening to me and what's going on than others? That's not Jesus' way. That's not Jesus' way. And, uh, you know, I could just do all sorts of examples because I know the examples because I've lived the examples of living for yourself and, and, and uh, well, perhaps not me, but if you were complaining, you know, you know, why isn't someone speaking to me or visiting me or, or spending time with me? I need, I need someone to be taking, paying attention to me and giving me some, some attention. There's one. And uh, really, there's, no one's obliged to give us attention. We're called to go and give others attention. So there's just one. Um, we're created to operate the same way as Jesus. If we're made in God's image, we know God is a giving God and a bountiful God. And uh, it really is a privilege to be involved in God's plan, God's divine plan. really is a privilege. You won't do, have a better job anywhere. Some of us might love, that, love our jobs, but you won't have a better job than serving God. Not at all. Um, 2 Timothy 1, 9 says that he saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we've done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Jesus Christ before the beginning of time. Well, love to have time to look into that verse a bit. But he saved us and called us to a holy life. And it's his purpose and grace. <laughs> grace is about others, isn't it? Yep, in our lives, grace is, we receive it, but then we show it. Um, someone termed it call, having a calling over comfort. H having a calling rather than comfort. Choosing the way to follow him. So there's a list as when we finish here and go out for coffee, there's tables out there with opportunities for us to sign up and I'll just mention them right now. And uh, there's something I was meant to mention that my wife spoke to me about. and I <laughs> That's right. Okay, so just the, um, the tables that you might see out there that there might be some people longingly looking your way and saying, we need some more volunteers, are in the areas of cleaning, areas of hospitality, baking, the areas of hospitality, coffee cart, frontline, which is the welcome and ushers, people who serve us here, the, the prayer ministry, rec, the children's ministry, and, and don't think 
because you're a parent that uh, that precludes you from being a helping out in rec. It doesn't. That puts you, you know, that's a great opportunity for you to serve uh, with your with your children there. Um, creative, greedy things. They've got five areas, but anyway. <laughs> Band and vocals, probably audition for those. Yep, uh, you're not an automatic uh, sign up for that. And uh, and and dance. That's not on my list, but we'll we'll have it. Dance, absolutely. Mind you, uh, that was just awesome this morning. Uh, just awesome. Sound. <laughs> They're an unruly lot, some of them, but anyway, uh, lighting, visuals, and, uh, and, and across any volunteering we do, working with children's check, and there's, we've got scope out there to, to help sign people up for a pretty easy process to get a working with children's check uh, for that. Um, moving right along, I, I won't go to the scripture, but uh, even... Back, and I remember, I'm sure, not only for the tabernacle, but the building of the temple, God set aside gifted people to, to run the show, and uh, probably both temples. Um, and uh, there was a guy called Bezalel, uh, filled him with, I, the Lord filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom and understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. And it lists all the things that he could do. One guy. And he could turn his hand to anything. Um, I'm, that's not me, but it's. Uh, but that's just awesome. And he and a helper, and uh, you know, God-given ability. And that's what God's into doing. God's into giving His abilities to us. He doesn't just save us, but He says, "I want to put stuff in you." Or I've, actually, there's stuff that I've put in you, probably planted in there that's got to come out, that needs to come out. And be activated in your life. So, very good. Is everyone okay? Okay, so the healthy church, three aspects of a healthy church, which ties in with this, um, is is one of unity, is one of unity, a united church. And uh, we have to have a united church. Uh, It is imperative that we have a united church. If, If we... I have my own agenda for something or whatever that's contrary to the church's agenda, I need to put that down. And we'll probably stomp on it if I'm meant to be here because we need to be flowing together in unity, in unity. Jesus prayed the night he was betrayed, just just before it, he prayed for the, all the believers, including us right now, uh, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Yeah, we need to be one. We need to be one. And uh, not only for the effect that has and, the, and the, the ability to move forward and do great things, but it shows the world, it shows the world Jesus when we're working together. And loving one another. The next one was diversity. A healthy church has got diversity. Um, and 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 to 20, or oh, goes through a, a, 
quite a bit of gear there, but the real crux of it is not everyone's got the same gift and not everyone's the same person. That would be interesting, wouldn't it, to say the least, if, if, everyone, if we were clones and all the same. No, no. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. If we were all baptised, one spirit, so as to form one body, and we're given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many's. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know here, but a body has many parts, and it needs many parts. All the parts are needed. We need, and, and yeah, it's just simply that. And, uh, if, and it goes on to say, if we were all one thing, well, that would be really silly. It just wouldn't work. Point three, interdependence. We are inter... A healthy church is where we're interdependent, where we work together, where we're, we're not lone rangers, where we're not out on our own doing... I'm doing my own thing, and the pastors are, <laughs> and the leadership are worried, you know, what's, what's he, what's he going to do next? What's she going to do next? No, we're interdependent. We're working together. Well, it's, there's power in that and it's, there's health in that. The body needs all parts functioning. So where do I fit? Where do I fit? What are my giftings? What are my giftings? Well, a number of gifts that God has given individuals for the church and for the world, they're listed across four scriptures. I'm not sure why they're not all in one, but it's, it's good. Romans 12, verses 3 to 8. Actually, we might have that, um, that picture of the gifts if we can. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 through to chapter 14 and Ephesians 4. Verses 7 to 16, they're all there and not forgetting 1 Peter 4, verses 10 and 11. So there's foundation gifts, there's gifts of apostleship, of prophecy, uh, then ministry gifts of pastors, teachers, and there's sign gifts of, of all those things, words of knowledge, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. Really good stuff. There it is. Okay. I wonder, does that speak to anyone? There. It's an inter interesting one, isn't it? Um, we're, we're encouraged to pursue spiritual gifts. And uh, there's some biggies that we really desire, really desire if, if we can. And um, it's... It's interesting, you know, you, you can operate in different gifts sometimes. Sometimes God gives you a gift, a gifting for a certain situation and you think, where did that come from? But it's not how you usually operate. Uh, but, but there are some things that you will do that God has really placed and, you, and um, that he's made that something that you flow with and might be e actually easy for you because it's what God's put there. Um, really cool. There's, there, God is so good to, to give these. And, uh, you know, we have sign-up days for, for volunteers because we need volunteers and we need gifts 
and giftings in our church. And it just doesn't make sense to me. This isn't scripture. This is my thinking. doesn't make sense to me that God would say, I'm going to build my church, but sorry, I'm not going to give you enough gifts to build it within the body. I'm not going to give you enough. I'm sorry. You'll have, you're on your own. You're like the uh, Israelites building their bricks out of straw and you've got to find your own straw. Um, God, I, that doesn't make sense to me, that God says, I'll build my church. He's not going to do a slaphazard job, a half-hearted job, a job that makes it look an, an embarrassment or, or just a real struggle. God, I'll build my church, Jesus said, and the gates of hell won't prevail. So there's got to be gifts in, in the place, enough gifts, enough gifts for us to fulfil the purpose that God has put for our church and for other churches in our region that are, that are seeking him. So the gifts are there. I'm assuming the gifts are there. Can I say that? And so we need to see, well, where do I fit and how do I flow? And on that list, there's also things that we all do. And, uh, you know, you don't say, well, I'm, I don't have the gift of such and such. Well, no, but the, you, God will call you to, you know, if we're acting in love and act in sacrifice, we're going to be hospitable, we're going to be giving, we're going to do all those things. Maybe, yeah. Um, so what do we do with spiritual gifts? Very quickly, we know, we need to know what they are. There's four scriptures there and it spells it all out and uh, we need to know what these gifts are. Um, we need to get some direction, some prayer direction perhaps. I, I just, um, for me, I had an experience uh, with God. I was at a youth camp, so it's a long time ago. I, <laughs> It's, uh, in the Adelaide Hills, it was about 93, 1993, and we're in our study groups, and I was a study group leader, and uh, we were asked to reflect on this passage, and it was the f Jesus, the feeding of the 5,000. And, uh, you know, go off by yourself and just say, what's God speaking to you? And um, for Jesus, for me... It was just really clear, Jesus speaking to me, it blew me away. And he said, here, come and have something to eat. Um, this is for you. This food, this, that, you know, that's feeding the 5,000, as if I was there. Have something to eat. And then he said to me, go and give, feed others. Feed others. And that's, that was a, a calling, you know, something for my life that I've gone back to. Uh, just uh, amazing. I want more of that. But that was uh, just something that uh, got some direction for my life. You know, this is what you're called to do. Um, so get some prayer direction to, to try some gifts, try some stuff. Life groups are great um, breeding grounds for, um, for trying stuff in a, in a great environment, in an encouraging, encouraging environment. Um, to, be, to be honest, you need to be honest before God. And before others, have some sound judgments. Uh, just get have things in perspective. I've known people who've let their gift get away from them, and and uh, it's it's led to disaster in their in their lives. Unfortunately, 
you know, the, the gift got, got big and that was the biggest thing in their life. No, that, that can't happen. Get some wise counsel and once, you, once you're there or when you're in that process, develop that gift. God, God will give you a gift but he'll say, come on, exercise it, <laughs> make it happen. Go to the gym, develop it and then flow in the gift. Yeah. Does that make sense? So as we head towards the, the finish, um, we are becoming a larger church and the real, I think a real benefit of that is that not everyone's doing every job and not everyone's having to be an all-rounder and, and do, oh, I've got six, seven things I do and I don't do them, any of them really well <laughs> because I haven't got time. But we are, we are resourced. We're becoming a larger church. Praise God. And so that specific gifts can be released as, as our pastors and leaders identified in people and, and they're releasing people all the time. It's really so good. So it's a real benefit of, of growing as a church and having some size. Isn't it? I think so. I think so. And it's how God intends it, intended it. So that leads us to sign up today. And um, if, you, if you feel so inclined to sign up, we're going to pray in a minute and just, you know, pray for direction for people's lives going forward because those seven points, that's not going to all happen um, in the five minutes before we go out there. No, these are things that work on your life, but there's things we can sign up for and do, things we can sign up and do. There's a few items that some of those in those categories, the Ministry of Helps, for instance, covers quite a few, quite a few things. But, and we might have, not have a Ministry of Helps, we might not know what our ministries are yet, but we can sign up and do something. Um, Pastor Steve, in the first service, he really wrapped it up beautifully, saying the effect of, of serving and the effect of um, you know, getting under some people and learning. We've got great team leaders and uh, that will really want to encourage and help us in our walk and, and in what we're doing. Um, but there's some things that we can do right now, even without identifying specifically what the giftings God has for our lives. There's things we can do right now. Um, you know, we have a, a church working bee, probably only, is it once, twice a year if we're lucky? Ha! <laughs> uh, you don't have to have a ministry of helps to come to the working bee and, and take it from a thing where a small group of people are just still there at 5.30 Saturday afternoon having done a very full day. No, we can, we can turn up in droves and make a really easy job and be, have, our, have our soup and stuff for lunch and, and, and head off. Um, you know, we work together and sometimes all hands on deck are a good thing. And sometimes, and, uh, you know, um, Carol would love you if you went to her and said, what do you need done? What do you need done? How can I help? There's a shortfall. And we fill the gaps. That's really a good thing. You've done really good, guys. Last scripture. Particularly those who've heard it twice. Much is required 
of those who much is given, much more is required of those who much more has been given. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> you had to do two. Anyway, Mark 10, 29 to 31. Jesus said, so what's the cost? The cost. Yeah, there's cost. But so worth it. Jesus in this, in this passage says that everyone who's given up stuff, like left home, brothers, sisters, mother, father, children, or fields for me and the gospel, you might be in that category. You've given up stuff. You've given up maybe a little. You've given up a lot. None of those will fail to receive a hundred times as much. One hundred times as much in this present age, all of those things in the age to come. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Oh, it's great to serve. Don't allow yourself to run dry when you're serving. Don't allow yourself to run dry. Seek God when you're confused. You go deeper into God and say, well, what, what do you want me to do? What have you got for me? You know, you could be a little, you know, he might not answer straight away. But keep seeking him. And remember, ultimate confusion, that's not coming from God. That's, that's from another source, which we just disregard. Persevere with a good attitude. Oh, I, I honour everyone who is currently serving and has served in the church. And please persevere with a good attitude. It's serving God is the best job. And uh, we might meet here a lot and there's every chance we'll be here next Sunday as well. But let's not get in the mundane of it. Every act of service is, a, is delightful to God if we do it with a right heart. Uh, because God doesn't owe us and the church doesn't owe us anything. It is service. Can I pray? Just we finish. Oh, come Holy Spirit. Oh, God. Lord, I ask that you would just really direct our paths from this day forward. Lord, I pray that you'll, the hunger in us will be for fulfilling these things and fulfilling the life that you've got for us. Lord, we stand against opposition to us moving forward in Jesus' name and say, you have no part. Enemy, you have no part. And Lord, where we're confused, where we're impatient, where we're disappointed, Lord, just you bring freshness and newness. New wine, come in. New wine. Lord, help us be receptacles for new wine coming from you. And Lord, we just ask that you would just grow this church, that you would grow the churches of our region, not for our, uh, not for our fame or notoriety, Lord, but for the kingdom of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining today. It would be so awesome to see you at church this Sunday. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.